But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Good evening. Welcome along to another live Q&A uh, with myself, Steve Wraith. It is Sunday evening, past six, and uh, all is well. Newcastle United still in fourth place. God, it's weird saying that, isn't it? Um, and yeah, uh, the way the results went, of course, today from Newcastle, well, uh, Arsenal winning 5-0, Man United winning 1-0. Doesn't really change things in the grand scheme of things, just brings Manchester United a point closer to us with a game in hand still, a point behind us, of course. But leaves us in fourth place uh, going into the Southampton game next week. Uh, this question and answer session, of course, is about anything. You can talk about anything. You can talk about football. You can talk about uh, whatever you want. You can ask us any questions. And as I always say, I can't guarantee to answer all of them, but I will do my best. Uh, David Cook was first in, nice and early. Uh, he says, sorry, Steve, I'm away at the hospital visiting today but wanted to ask uh, I see you wearing jam t-shirts a lot did you ever see them six times for me good documentary directed by Bob Smeaton from Newcastle which is well worth a watch I never saw the jam in their original concept um, because the last gig in Newcastle of course the Trans Global Express Tour was 1982 uh, and I was only 10 uh, my dad didn't take me to any gigs at that age, uh, or my mum. And ultimately, I missed out uh, through no fault of my own, just through being too young. But I was a big, big jam fan at a young age. Um, I have all the vinyls, both album and single. Got a few books. Um, lucky enough to have met all three members, of course. Paul Weller, Rick Buckler and Bruce Foxton. But I have not only seen, but promoted from the jam and the beauty of promoting from the jam in their original concept was that it was two-thirds of the jam it was bruce fox and rick buckler so in in one way you know i've i've, I've promoted the band that i love the most uh, which is unique um they were averaging about 450 to 500 people at the gigs at the o2 academy in newcastle um and I started promoting them. Uh, I did it for six years. Um, and I got them up to 1,200 sellouts, more or less, at the O2 Academy um, before things changed. The Academy, of course, closed. And uh, no other venues um, in Newcastle really were viable for me to, to, to put on, uh, you know, gigs. So I, I walked away from that, you know, pretty much the same time as I walked away from um, promoting boxing around about COVID time. So... Yeah, I've, I've worked with them. Um, and that in itself is, you know, how many people can say that, you know, they sat in their bedroom as a kid listening to a band and then ended up not only working with them, but becoming, you know, good friends with. Um, fantastic. I've also promoted Rick Buckler on a, on a speaking event. Um, I did that at the Fed. That's probably about four or five years ago that now where he came and did an evening with Rick Buckler. And it was was fascinating. Really, really good. Um I never got into the style council. Um, in fact, I despised what well I did walking away from the band. As as I got older, I obviously, you know, I understood it. But as a young child, to see the band that you love and, you, you know, you're buying all the singles and albums, suddenly to, to break up and, 
literally it's because one of the band members wants to go away and you know do something different you just don't understand it as a 10 or 11 year old do you so um so yeah i, I wasn't really into this style council I, I i do like the uh, a lot of the stuff now though well well as solo career was absolutely superb um russ hastens of course who became the lead singer from the jam um does a fantastic job as a front man um and yeah, I mean, I would advise anybody who has the opportunity to go and see from the jam to go and see them because they're very entertaining. And if you want a little throwback, I guess, to those uh, days of the 70s and 80s and listen to, um, you know, Bruce again and, and, and watch Bruce jumping in the air as he so often does. Uh, still got that little bit of youth in him. Uh, it's well worth going to see. So, so yeah. Uh, a bit of a long word, a long winded answer. There were a, a good question, but yeah, I do wear a lot of t shirts and, and, and other musical influences. Very lucky in the sense that you know, my dad had a wide range of music, as did my, as did my mom. They, they, they love different types of music, and um, you know, anything from Bob Dylan to Bob Seeger, Tom Petty, Super Trump, Steve Forbert, um, ACDC. You name it, um, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Hornsby in the range, uh, Bob Seger. Did I mention him already? Um, ELO, oh god, I mean, I mean, the list is endless. Joan Armour trading, um, music which you know some kids probably never were ever introduced to, but just very lucky to have parents with such wide range and taste in music that you know we were exposed to all of that as kids, uh, me and my brother. So, you know, the jam were and still are my favourite band. Other bands that I found on my own were The Doors, uh, The Sex Pistols, The Smiths. Um, and then obviously as, as time moved on, you know, I'm a big fan of Oasis, The Verve, um, uh, Arctic Monkeys. And, I, you know, I've got, a, I've got a little taste of, you know, dance music. I, I mean, I love The Prodigy uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, as as many people will tell you, I love a little bit of QFX. So, yeah, look, it's it, it, it's something which, you know, I'm immensely proud of, you know, that I've got a chance to get into promoting bands. And, you know, I'm, I still still promote Bad Manners. I still do the Christmas show. We've got a, a big gig on with Bad Manners at the Fed in December. Um, and although I don't think I'll be at that gig, it's a, you know, I'm still putting it on, promoting it with uh, John Adamson and, and the crew down there. So... Yeah, I've still got a little bit. I've promoted, who else have I promoted? Toya, uh, Tapau, Hue and Cry, Big Country on many occasions. Bad Manners, as I've already said, on, on many, many occasions. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I branched out into music for a little bit and also managed a, a wonderful band called The Long Sands. And those of you who listen to the, the podcast every night, you know, the, the opening track that you hear um, is Worlds Collide by The Long Sands a band which, you know, I, I managed to, you know, to help massively and a band who, you know, I, intermittently promote every now and then when they make the odd comeback. But, you know, they, they wanted albums done. We managed to do two studio albums and they're very well loved in the Northeast. So, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely uh, brilliant. But great question that, mate. Um, really, really good question. John, good evening, mate. Hope you're well. I've just got the uh, Jim Pearson interview, so I will load that very, very quickly uh, after this show. Uh, evening, uh, Les. Hope you're doing well. Keith Rowe, good evening. He says, uh, evening, Steve. What's happened to Warrington Ming? I think you mean Minch. Mm. 
Do you have any plans to bring his future back on the Three Amigos show? Yes, um, 100%, mate. He will be back in some way, shape or form. And there'll be people in the chat going, who on earth is Warrington Minge? Um, well, those of you who uh, watch the podcast on a regular basis, the Newcastle podcast, will remember him. I'll give you a little taste of his music. Remember this? <laughs> yes, he will be back 100% uh, given his given his thoughts on on music and these top 10 albums. So keep an eye out for him. 100% he'll be back. Uh, good evening, Tom. Uh, he says, next Sunday gives us another chance to get third. Chelsea versus Arsenal. Villa versus Man United. Southampton versus Newcastle. Spurs versus Liverpool. God, Tom, it's just so exciting as a Newcastle fan, isn't it? To even contemplate being in third position. It's absolutely wonderful, mate. But yeah, let's hope we can uh, get third place before the World Cup. That would be something. Really, really would be. Big Billy. I hope you're well, mate. Uh, up the girls. Doing, uh, doing well still, I see, mate, and I hope you are. Evening, positive vibes. Uh, good to see you on here. Uh, see you in various other chats, but uh, good to see you on. Derek Sharp says, I'm still a jam fan, but I hated the style council. They've grown on me, Derek, and it's, I don't know, it just maybe it comes with a little bit of age. They're definitely a band you listen to in the summer. They've got, like, that summer vibe about them, but there's some really, really good tracks. Um, I got a box set for, for Christmas last year, and Absolutely superb, mate. Well worth a well worth a listen to some of them. And I guess with everything, it's it's about putting albums on and just listening to them. I mean, the Beatles for me never, you know, I haven't even mentioned the Beatles. The Beatles are, are, are fantastic, you know, a band that changed history. And um, but I'm probably guilty of the next man, like of not listening to albums sometimes all the way through. So I made a point when I got Apple Music on my phone a couple of years ago, just to start listening to the Beatles albums and in their entirety, in, in order, in the way they should be, and some fantastic pieces of work and some great songs, which were almost like new Beatles songs to me because I hadn't really listened to them. Um, so, yeah, I would I would say that was good. And it, I went to see Bob Dylan last um, last weekend um, after the, uh, the Spurs-Newcastle game, and he brought a new album out, which I hadn't listened to, and he was brilliant. He was at the Palladium, so it was a double double whammy because I was going to see Dylan do his new album. It's the third time I've seen Dylan, but he was also playing at the Palladium, a place I'd never been. And it was Sunday night at the London Palladium, so uh, why not? But the album was great. It's a, it's like a jazz jazzy album, like quite jazz, and um, yeah, it was good. He played a couple of played a couple of songs from the sixties, the seventies, and the eighties, but predominantly it was his new stuff, and uh, yeah, it was really good. So, but yeah, Derek, I can understand, yeah, why people don't like the style council. I presume you must have liked these new, like these, these modern day stuff. I mean, Stanley Road is, is just a wonderful, wonderful album. Um, some of these more recent stuff, I've got to be honest, I haven't been endeared to it, you know. The albums I've bought and then put on and then just yeah, essentially just never listened to them again, you know. So, yeah, and it's a bit like Oasis. I love Oasis. Um, I, I couldn't say whether I'm, I'm probably more a Liam fan than a Noel fan, but that can change from week to week. And when I listen to Liam and Noel, um, you know, they've got some great songs between them, but ultimately they're better together. 
I just, you know, I wish Oasis would, would reform. Love the Stone Roses as well. I think I mentioned the Verve, Nirvana, another band I love. Um, and I'm pretty much a, a recent convert to the Foo Fighters. Never really bought any albums or downloaded any albums, but quite like Dave Grohl and, and the stuff that he does anyway. So, yeah, uh, it, it, as you see, I've got, a, I've got a wide range in taste in, in music, you know. Keith uh, says he was at the, from the Jam O2 Academy gigs in 2007 and 2010. Well, they're both my gigs. Uh, brilliant gigs and nights. The Jam were around before my time, but they're my second favourite band of all time after the Beatles. Pretty much the same as me, that mate, really. Um, John Askew says Bruce Foxton was the bassist for Stiff Little Fingers for a while. Saw them at the old Riverside. Yeah, he was. And he, he did some solo stuff as well. Um, I've got the I've got the solo stuff um, on album I think uh, on vinyl. Does anybody still listen to vinyl? Um, we went through another bit of a fad where the vinyl was was all the rage again, and it was on sale in shops. But I mean, for me, yeah, I mean, I, I you know every now and then I'll dig out the old record player and stick some vinyl on. It's something quite special about listening listening to that. But yeah, Bruce Foxen did do a bit, and I think. Glenn Matlock is another one. I've, I've he's had a couple of different bands since he left the Pistols, um, and I've, I've promoted Glenn Matlock up here with a with a band called the Philistines a few years ago. I put them on in Windy Nook Social Club, uh, Sutherland's as it's called now, um, for a charity night, and uh, it was fantastic uh, having Glenn Matlock play at a gig that I'd promoted, singing "God Save the Queen" with his band. It was it was just brilliant, you know. Uh, and again in the UK, he did as well. Mr. Anderson, hi, Steve. Where will we be able to see the new film you are taking part in? So A New Breed of Criminal, which we're filming at this moment in time, um, is, is it's a worldwide distribution, so it'll be available on all downloadable services. So Netflix, Sky, Amazon, etc. Um, will will eventually stream the film. The film gets a premiere probably November 23 but it will be released internationally in December 23. So you've got to wait a year and a couple of months, I'm afraid, to see it. But um, at least we're making it. And that is, the, you know, that's the big, you know, that's the big achievement in, in itself, you know, um, to write the book, to write the script and to to make the film is what we wanted to do. And, and here we are doing it. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting, Mr. Anderson, it really is. It's um, It's long days. It's tiring days. Um, and there's a lot of work to do when you're making films, especially when you're doing it at the lower budget end of a, uh, of making films. It's it's teamwork. It's about creating a good atmosphere on set, and it's about creating a family, really. Um, but what this film, I think, hopefully will help to achieve is Geordie actors and Geordie parts, and and create hopefully a new a new a new bubble for for, for new talent. You know, so. Hopefully this will see the, you know, the progression of new new talent in the Northeast. That was another big thing for me. So so let's see where we where we end up. Tom loves Paul Weller. Um, not surprised, mate. I think a lot of us do. Uh, Keith says, um, what is your favourite post the jam Paul Weller solo album? Start, definitely Stanley Road, mate. Um, I just just loved that album, mate. It was just just absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, but I would I would say definitely Stanley Road. Um, Andrew, all right, mate. Yeah, I got your messages on Insta and managed to reply earlier on. I like a mixture of music, says Positive Vibes. Me too. Yeah, I think it's, I think if you're suffering any bouts of, I don't know, depression isn't really the word I'm looking for. I think if you're, if you're, if you're a bit down, 
on a day, and we all get those days. If you get, you know, if you get into a rut um, of clicking away on your phone, social media, watching YouTube, watching TV, whatever. Sometimes it's good just to go and switch those devices off at the wall. It's a bit like what they used to say on that kids' program that we all watched back in the day called Why Don't You? Why don't you switch up your television set and go and do something less boring instead? Well, putting music on changes the vibe. And depending on your vibe and how you're feeling, putting some music on can change that vibe. And I always find the 80s music is, is really uplifting and enlightening and, and, and can change my mood. So, you know, whatever you know, whatever music you can find, just find an 80s compilation and some great tracks. Um, it was it was it was a great era, and I'm not one of those who, you know, back back in the day, I guess, when I was young, oh, you only like the jam, I don't like any other music. But as you grow older, you start to appreciate some of the great tracks that were around, you know. And I've I've got a I've got a big love for 80s music. There's some absolute stomping stomping songs and stompers, you know, proper foot stompers out there. So yeah, I love it. I, I, you know, music music is the food of life. Play on, I think it was the line in the uh, in the play. John says, was at the revamped academy last week for a quality gig with local lad Andrew Cushion. Happily, the venue hasn't been trashed. If anything, it's slightly better. Relieved because it's probably the best venue. John, what's the price of the beer in there? Have they kept the same beer or is it a bit different? Because obviously the big problem I found by doing things in the academy was people just didn't like the beer. Um, they were always unhappy that they were paying four and a half, five quid a pint for a plastic glass. I mean, that's the case in most area uh, venues now, but just be interested to know what they've done. Have they changed it? Is it the same? Andrew Cushion's pretty good as well. Yeah, I mean, we're blessed in the sense that we've got him and Sam Fender in the northeast at the moment. Um, you know, two two really good talents. But yeah, I know the guy who manages Andrew, actually. Uh, he was telling me about him, you know, a, a while back. And um, he's signed up with Gallagher, isn't he? Noel Gallagher. Paul Hart, good evening, mate. Uh, big up Steve in the chat. Love me music. One of my favourite jam songs was uh, Carnation. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, English Rose is one of mine. Well, just Weller at his best. Funeral Pyre. Um, uh, Strange Town. Saturday's Kids. Favourite jam album, Set and Sons. Uh, closely followed by All Mod Cons. But I could, be, I could be on another night and you might say, what's your favourite jam album? And I'll say All Mod Cons and followed by Set and Sons. But... Those two were absolute belters. Really, really good. Um, the, the Gift. The Gift is one of those albums which there's two or three songs on there. I just go, oh, God, I can't stand them. But then, you know, Ghosts is pretty good. Uh, Carnation is on there as well, isn't it? It's, uh, it's good. Just who was the five o'clock hero, the planet's dream go wrong. I, I mean, you know, the, the, there's just so many good songs in the back catalogue of the jam. Um Beat Surrender, Town Called Malice. I started it. I started to dislike Town Called Malice for a while because of the whole Billy Elliot thing, and it used to get played at student nights when I was working on the doors. But, but I, you know, it's one of those I, I'll play myself now when I do a pre-match or an after-match. So, but yeah, Carnation was a good one, Paul. Yeah, good, good shout that mate. Paul Charlton, good evening. He says, Ah, now I know who sings that song. Some lad was asking about that at the match. What song, mate? What song? Carnation was it, Paul? Uh, Davy, hi Steve, mate. How are you doing? Uh, the day I'm okay, mate. It's been a, but a fairly chilled out day. Been for a walk with my daughter. Um, you know, just just chilled out today. Didn't have any filming today. Um, had a look at my script. 
Uh, I had a nice Sunday dinner because I missed out on that last week. Um, Parcel up a few books because on the books front, things are getting busy with Christmas coming. If anybody's interested in looking at the books that we've done, www.thebadboysbooks.net is where you can find them. Uh, but yeah, um, fairly chilled out. Bit of problem with me, uh, Virgin Media today, I'm afraid. So ended up watching the footy on my uh, on my Mac, but it was still through Virgin. So I don't know what on earth was wrong. It just seems all live sport channels were glitchy today on Virgin. So I had to ring them up. So one of those Sunday jobs you could do without, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, it's been a been a nice Sunday. Uh, got plenty plenty done and. Um, back in front of the camera again. Well, behind the camera, actually, tomorrow. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Moza, good evening. Evening all. My music taste is varied, but I love anything. Soul, uh, soul and Northern Soul in particular. Also being top of the Super 6 as Manager of the Month. Moza, didn't, didn't think you would mention that the night. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Doing really well. Doing it for the girls. Girl power is, seems to be... Uh, uh, conquering the Super 6 at this moment in time in Northern Soul yeah I mean that's some great Northern Soul nights and I didn't know I, I didn't know anything about Northern Soul you know until I started working at a club called the Cooperage on the Quayside which is no longer there now the building's still there but it's closed and they did a big Northern Soul night there after a Paul Weller concert in Newcastle and one of Paul's band was actually DJing and it was fantastic absolutely brilliant um, but yeah they're, they're really good nights um, if anyone you know anyone gets a chance to go to a Northern Soul night, if you've never been to one before, get yourself along. Really, really good. John Askew says, Steve, have you any idea what Isaac has done to incur the wrath of trips? I'm hoping our record signing settles into our city. Well, the wrath of trips, what has he done? I don't know. I mean, he's, he's got an injury to his thigh, hasn't he? Um, he's taken injections into it. So I just got to hope that he's going to be okay after the World Cup because at the moment it's just... You know, it's frustrating for somebody who have spent so much money on. We're not, we're not seeing anything of him. You know, and what we saw of him at Liverpool, I was down at Anfield. He was absolutely superb. Um, he took that first goal well, but the, the goal that got chalked off for VAR was was equally impressive. So you know, it was fantastic. Um, but what do you mean by the wrath of trips, mate? I don't know. You'll have to let us know. Kelsey, I hope you're well. I hope you're well. Um, once all of this filming starts, news of the world will be back. Um, and I'm also going to do Crazy World of YouTube again. Um, I've got a couple of guests I'm going to get on over the next few um, months uh, just to just to, just to make it a bit different. Um, the news of the world, I don't think we're going to have a regular panel as such. We're going to get different people on at different times. Um, you know, and maybe, you know, delve a little bit more into some of the people on YouTube. Not in a controversial way and not in a way to, you know, to, to aggravate people, but to, you know, just to try and make sense of some of the stuff. And I'm, not just going to concentrate uh, concentrate on some of the stuff that goes on on the channels that most of us seem to watch, but just maybe some of the wider scale stuff uh, on YouTube, uh, which would be, which I think will be interesting. Um, yeah, thanks, Positive Vibes. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, OG, good evening. I'm on the hoops. Yeah, they won today. Certainly won today, didn't they? Um, I don't really get into the whole Scottish football stuff, mate, uh, to be honest. Um, Newcastle's my team and and that's it. Um, you know, you, you can only support one team, really. Uh, you know, I'm not really much of an England fan either, although the World Cup is on the horizon and I'll, you know, I'm going to be working and obviously doing pre-match at various places, but um, I, I always, I, I just never really get excited when the World Cup comes round. 
for some reason. I don't know whether it's because at the moment England aren't excellent, aren't playing that well. But, I mean, 1990 was my World Cup. It was That was the one that I loved. Beardsley, Waddle, Gascoigne were all playing and you just felt a sense of pride that the Geordies were doing it for, for their country, you know. Um, and I haven't really recaptured that. Like, um, Southgate's England bores me to death. And it'd be interesting to see whether he does take any of Newcastle's players. Like, if he takes Wilson or Byrne, obviously he's going to take Trippier as right back, but it's going to be interesting. John, would would a draw at Southampton be okay? John, we're, we're far surpassing what anyone expected us to do, mate. Um, a draw at Southampton would be okay. Of course it would be, mate. Um, you know, and then a win against Chelsea would probably keep us in fourth place. Um, but for me, yeah, of course it would be, mate. But in the current climate, everybody's hoping we're going to win. Um, there's an expectancy now, isn't there? Biffy Clyro, the best band in the world. Davey, I think I've seen them live, you know, because they, they play festivals a lot. But I couldn't tell you what one of them, one, what one of their songs is. You know what I mean? So it's it's a strange one that like I've I've seen them. I think they've been on at loads of festivals that I've been to. Just never really got into them, mate. Um, me, me mate Neil is probably got an album, so I'm spending a bit of time with him on this film, obviously. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'll ask him and see whether he can ping us something to listen to. I mean, do well. I'll have a look on Apple Music. We'll be on there, won't I? Um, any views on Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter? Good question, Derek. I think it's dangerous, Derek. Um, I've watched plenty Superman films where megalomaniacs take over media corporations and dominate the world and they have ulterior motives. I'm not saying Elon Musk has ulterior motives, but do you not think some person who takes over something like that, you know, on his own is it's it's the power that that gives somebody, you know what I mean? I was just having this conversation with my mother-in-law today about the news, for instance. Um, you know, we get told various things about um, uh, let's say, uh, bird flu. That's what I was talking about. Uh, There's going to be a shortage of turkeys this Christmas. And I'm thinking, well, don't they do this every year and say that we've had an outbreak of bird flu and there's going to be a shortage of turkeys? Now, the shops I go to, there are turkeys galore on the shelves. But that kind of coverage on the news is now going to have people flocking out to go and get turkeys. And I just, you know, I just, I just don't believe everything I see in the news. Um, and what I'm saying is that somebody like Elon Musk to take over a Twitter, well, he can control what we see on Twitter, can't he? Or he gets his people to say what we control, or what we see on Twitter. So we can ultimately be, you know, our opinions can be changed and, you know, we can be led to think certain things. And I just think it's a bit dangerous, Derek, when one person controls it, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, as I say, I know people will be working for him, etc. But he's going to, he's going to, probably lift the ban on certain people who've been banned from Twitter. Um, Donald Trump, prime example. Is he going to lift the ban of Donald Trump on Twitter? Some would say, well, that's a good thing. Others would say you should you should remain banned for for what he did and, 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 and how he went on whilst he was on Twitter. But I think the one thing Elon Musk could do is, is you know, sort out the registration on Twitter, take the lead and make sure that 
people can't be anonymous on there, and those people who are found guilty of trolling on on those platforms are immediately banned, um, i.e., their IP address is banned, and any you know any new accounts that they set up are banned. I think that's probably the best. That's the best way. Instagram allows you to do that. So, for instance, if you get trolled on Instagram by an account, you can click ban this account and any other accounts that this person sets up. Now, that's what they should do on Twitter. Be dead easy, really. It wouldn't solve trolling by that person, but it would solve you being affected by that person. So maybe you should have a look at that, Derek. I think that's that's probably a, a good idea, a good suggestion. Um, Kevin Hawthorne, good evening, mate. I hope life is good in the USA. Uh, Sean, what's the plans for the World Cup, Steve? Any chance of joining the Thursday and Friday night, lads? For the match days, the famous five, yeah. Um, I, I'll be working, mate. Probably those those days, and I mean, I, I genuinely think on those days the um, the matches, if I remember right, yeah, afternoon kickoffs. But I, I'll have to double check. Um, shows are going to be um, shows are going to be all over the shop for the next few weeks with with uh, with filming. As you will have noticed on the channel, the eagle-eyed viewers will have noticed that there's a lot of uh, content premiered. Now, that's all going to move around um, depending on film dates because things change in the film industry. So some of those dates I'll be live when you think I'm not going to be live. And other dates I won't be live when you think I'm going to be live. So you'll just need to keep an eye on things. Uh, but as for the World Cup... Um, Thursday and Friday night, lads, for the match days, famous five. Yeah, I mean, it, it could happen, mate, but I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. If you're talking about joining us in person, um, well, Mitch and Stu obviously live abroad, um, and they won't be back for the World Cup. Uh, Steve Hasty and myself might meet up. John might be out. So if you're talking about meeting us in person, mate, yeah, give us a shout. Um, we'll certainly be able to tell you where we are. Uh, Don, good evening, John. Here to say, but Manchester has probably produced more top bands than any other city. Their football teams will soon be eclipsed. However, John, I love your confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, Manchester, you know, the Hacienda and all that was absolutely fantastic, mate. You know, great, great club, great, great music from their new order. Another one who I haven't even mentioned, uh, you know, superb. Uh, Happy Mondays, another band who I've been lucky enough to get to know personally and, and work with. Uh, brilliant, you know. The Seahorses were one of the best bands. Seahorses tell, I think I've heard of them. Not, not, so, not so sure on what they've done though. I'd have to go. I'd have to go on and up the music. You're giving us some Biffy Clyro and the Seahorses. That's me homework. Went to see Madness a few times. Yeah, Tom, I've seen them a few times. Eh? They're my brother's favourite band to be honest. Um, the Farm. God, I used to roadie for the Farm back in the day, and I've promoted them since. Um, become friends with. Peter Hooten, the you know the lead singer and the rest of the band, uh, but yeah, madness. Um, Suggs used to manage the farm. Um, never met Suggs though. Never met him. Um, some, bumped into him on a train once, and he, he'd actually got on the wrong train. He got on the train to Newcastle when he in fact he wanted the train to Leeds. And I said, I think you're on the wrong train, mate. And he went, Oh God, thanks, and off he went. So no time for any more crack. It's a pity he wasn't getting our train. Uh, could have had a bit crack with him. Paul Hart, I'm not really a fan of Oasis solo careers, but the band was Ace. Yeah, late. Liam and Noel have done some good solo stuff, but, you know, you're right. They're, they're brilliant together. Derek says, after the jam split, I started to listen to the specials, the beat, the Lambrettas. Now I love a wide uh, range of music, especially 70s. 
seventies is you know there's some good stuff in the seventies, um, but predominantly for me, eighties uh, eighties is, is is my my stuff. You know, I love um, I love like Cream as well. You know, they did some great stuff. I I would never have really got into Cream. I don't think if it hadn't been for some of the songs that we used on Goodfellas and uh, and the like. You know what I mean? Listen to them for the first time on there. Um, Andrew says he still buys vinyl. Uh, headphones on and chill, good lad. Pogues did a canny gig. Yeah, another thing from working on the door, mate. Um, the the Pogues bloody Christmas song was played on repeat in bars, and it, I just just did me head in, mate. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> the bells are ringing out for New Year's Day or Christmas Day. That was it. One of the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day. Absolute nightmare. Um, I hated that. I hated brown eyed girl. Because that got played all the time in town called Malice. Three pet hits. DJs had them on two to three times a night. And when you stand on a door from seven to two and you hear those songs three times a night, you know, six to seven nights a week, it can do your head in. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've grown out of that now because I don't hear it every night um, over Christmas. And yeah, the Pogues is a good one. I uh, couldn't imagine a gig by them, mate. We still buy vinyl, but it's quite expensive at times these days, says Kenny. Yeah, you can still get it. You can still get it. I know that. Uh, one of my favourite artists is Mark Lanigan. Rest in peace, says Paul. And seeing Biffy Leeds Arena this Saturday, I can't wait. I'll definitely give them a listen. Uh, Paul says, Steve, you need to download some of the albums by a band called Death of Guitar Pop. Best British band since Oasis. Modern British Scar. Right, hold on. I'm going to write that down. Because I'll never remember that. Um, well, 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 well. Death of Guitar Pop. Right, I've got that. Death of Guitar Pop, Seahorses, and Biffy Clayroll. Okay, and there's my homework. Uh, Dan, uh, Davey says, remember getting me head split in two at the O2 for the enemy about 15 years ago? Oh, God, not a nice thing. Did you fall on the floor or something? Um, Steve, who's the person who shouts the teams on the halftime scores at halftime at our ground? He seems a good job to do. Are you talking Dunstan or Newcastle? Dunstan, I haven't got a clue. At Newcastle, Rob Byron, 24 years he's done it now. Um, his son, Tommy, owns the uh, the Dog and Parrot, the Market Shaker, Pumfreys. Uh, but yeah, it's Rob Byron. He replaced Barry in the box, um, if you remember Barry. And uh, yeah, he's a he's a top top bloke, Rob. Uh, one of one of one of life's good people. Seahorses were brilliant. Favorite album: Wildwood by Weller. Says Tell. Gangsters of Scar were class. Says John. Uh, Don says appreciate what you were trying to do, Steve, with Northeast filmmaking. Thanks, Don. Look, it's it's just one of those things, mate, isn't it? It's you know, I've got the opportunity to to push this and, and get it out there. So for me, it's an opportunity not only to to help Northeast talent, it's also a chance to work with some of my mates, some of my best mates, give some of my mates a chance who've never had a leg up, give some of my mates a chance who are absolutely brilliant actors who've, you know, who I wanted to work with anyway. Um and work with some pretty top actors. Nick Ball, Google him, Nicholas Ball is playing Charlie Cray. Michael McKell is playing a character called Vic. Eddie Webber is playing uh, Cockney Ed. Adam Saint is playing uh, Tony. We've, there's four people who've all got wonderful acting CVs. And then you've got great Northeast talent like um, Sharon um, McGregor, 
um, who used to be Sharon Percy, who I worked with as a, uh, you know, many, many years ago, we did drama together at college and then went on to do a big pantomime together. Oh, yes, we did. And Mickey Cochran, uh, you know, we've got um, uh, some, some newbies as well, but we've got, you know, got so many, you know, Chris, o um, Chris O'Connell, uh, I've got so many new faces as well, Introdu introducing some really new faces into it, you know, Amanda Walker and um, Alfie Dobson. It's a big role for him, you know what I mean? He he did he did a, a film, you know, um, uh, for for Ken Loach, you know, recently, but this is a big break for him. So, um, you know, we met by chance, to be honest, but, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a great opportunity. A Toby Cooper. One of me, one of my closest mates from acting from back in the day is going to be in it. So, just a unique opportunity to be working with friends, um, you know, and, and giving people an opportunity, and that's what it's all about. David Last, he's going to be in it. He says, "Good luck with the start of filming, Steve. Look forward to be working on set shortly." He's he's going to be in it. Nice little break for him as well. How do we switch Dicky Do off? Uh, ask Humble Dryer. He's the man to sort that out. Uh, oh, Sharon's in the chat. Good to see you, Sharon. I'm so excited to be playing a part in your new film, Steve, and everyone involved is going to make a brilliant contribution. Yep, look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Sharon. Um, just giving you a shout out there as well. It's uh, it's just a great opportunity uh, for everybody, and you know, I've, I'm I'm pleased ultimately that um, people have had the faith in me to get this done. And you know, when I see I'm going to do something, I'll do it. And you know, it it, it is going to be something special. And people will look back on this with immense pride. And, you know, ultimately, it's going to be the fourth gangster film made in Newcastle. Get Carter, uh, Stormy Monday, Payroll, and now A New Breed of Criminals. So it's um, it's a huge opportunity, really, for, for everybody involved. But something I, ultimately I'll be very proud of, and I'm going to dedicate it to my late mother, um, who's was the anniversary of her birthday yesterday. Um, and I know she'll be looking down, and she'll be very, very proud. Some people, some people may uh, say my life is in a rut, so I listen to the jam. Kenny, see what you did there. Very, very good. Terrell, best album of my uh, of all time in my collection is the original Quadrophenia. Still play a lot today. Yeah, Tell, I mean, I, I think you watched the film that I did to be someone, which was inverted commas Quadrophenia too, and that was a lot of fun to be in in a, in a film with some of the original cast. Um, but you know what? Uh, Quadrophenia is excellent, and that's that's a, that's something you have to listen to on vinyl. Um, it's a brilliant soundtrack, and I, again, the Who, another band that I, I, I love, absolutely fantastic band. Um, I, I've got a, I've got a bit of a, a, a love for the um, the McVicker soundtrack as well that Roger did, Roger Daltrey. Um, lucky enough to have had a, a a really good meeting with Roger a few years back when I was coming up with a concept of making the Sears film. I met Ian Lafreni and Roger Daltrey on the same day with Stephen Sears and um, we had a sit down with the pair of them and they wished us all the best, but they gave us some really good advice, which we took. And subsequently that's how the, the Sears films come about. So yeah, Quadrophenia, absolute belt of that. Graham TC travels. Good evening. Set and sun still fresh today. And also subject matter. Sadly, not much change in our country. Smithers, Jones, boy soldier, private hell, nightlight tracks. You're right, mate. Um, yeah, because Weller was an angry young man with political attitude and and great lyrics and that's what you know that's what makes that's what makes the jam stand out the lyrics and what what they were singing about um private hell is probably another one of my favorite jam songs absolutely brilliant when you listen to it 
Smithers Jones, great, you know, about getting made redundant. Uh, Boy Soldier about sending somebody to war. It, it's yeah, the, the whole you know the whole album is got it's telling you a message. You know what I mean? Um, I think Dickie's favorite song was "Wrote the Hell" by Chris Ria. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's not driving home for Christmas this year, Goonie, because he cannot afford the petrol. Uh, Humble Dryer, good evening, mate. I hope you're well, pal. He says, just passing Steve. I'll get a watch later once I've uh, done me live with Davy Glover and Cookie at 7.35 tonight. Uh, good luck with that, mate. That should be really interesting. Um, I've interviewed the two of them myself, and they're, they're both both top lads. And Always always interesting to listen to those two guys. Uh, would you not say the 90s music was better than the 80s, Stephen? Brain gobbles. <sighs> I think... The nineties was, the nineties was the beginning of a new age, wasn't it? Britpop, um, Labour getting into power. Tony Blair, who was a great orator and a good leader for for quite a long time until he got sucked in by Bush. Um, he was, you know, the, the whole Britpop thing was superb. Oasis, Blur, um, you know, The Verve. Um, you know, we had we had so many you know good bands. It was the era of indie bands coming through, and we had yeah, we're coming out of grunge and Nirvana and 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 all of that as well. So, nineties was good. I think eighties though, eighties is more uplifting. That was the point I was trying to make. And I think if you go and put on Aha, Take on Me, or you go and put on a track by Erasure, or you go and put Soft sell on, or um, you know, tainted love, uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners. There's some absolutely brilliant music from the 80s, and it's but it's uplifting. It's that's what I mean by 80s music. I think I, I'm speaking from personal experience, I just think I can put that on and it changes my attitude completely. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And there's some you can sing the songs, it comes down to lyrics at the end of the day, brain. I think with, with the 90s stuff, yeah, it was the music was good. Um, no denying it, as I say, that you know, Oasis are in there is one of my my favorite bands. But I just think it's it's more uplifting. The eighties music that was the point I was trying to make. Now on seven pound a pint in the city hall. I was there last week for Blue Oyster Cult. Do they still do? Um, Don't fear the reaper. Uh, great, great song that. Um, yeah, and and of course, well that's it's an academy that isn't it, Davy? It that that's the that's the academy now in Newcastle. Uh, has anyone been to the Sage and never been in there yet? Tom, it's very pinky finger kind of venue. You originally when you went in there, if you if you went out in the interval and didn't get back in for the second half, they would keep you out of the out of the main hall. You couldn't go back in. Um acoustically, Tom, the Sage is the best, but it's very much people who don't want to get, you know, that they, they just want to go sit and watch the gig and applause, uh, applaud politely. Best gig I've been to there was Elvis Costello. <laughs> and he just, he's not one for protocol and he gets everybody on their feet. So that was probably the best gig I've been to at the Sage. Apart from seeing me two girls perform there individually at different events uh, for the school. Uh, the music, the jam is so fitting in today's issues. Yeah, Derek, it's it's such a crying shame that the, the political stories that while I was singing about in the 70s and 80s is still as you know relevant today. Uh, the Jam are still the best British band in my lifetime. Paul, I just loved when John Weller used to come on and go, the best effing band in the world, the Jam. That was that was brilliant, wasn't it? Really, really good. The Enemy sound a bit like the Jam. Have you heard of them, Steve? Yeah, Davey, I have. Yeah, they're all right. 
they're all right. I'm not I'm not endeared to them, but yeah, the enemy are okay. Sound effects and all mod cons. Yeah, sound effects. It's well I did a I did a podcast with Sid Stobart, um, the best jam albums of all time. Um and I think sound effects was in I think it was in some of the lads' top threes. It wasn't in mine, I don't think. Um but yeah, all mod cons is, is great as well. Fly was well as finest love song, says Sean Drew. Moza says, John, ask you, glad to hear that cracking venue that was, except the sticky carpets. <laughs> Who was or is the best actor you've worked with or the most you have learned from, says Mr. Anderson. Mike the Mouth, Mick Elliott, who was a teasider. And those of you from the Northeast will remember Alan Robson of uh, Night Owls fame. Get to those phones. 0191488 He's still around, by the way, Robson's world. Get yourself onto his website. But Mike the Mouth was the T-side equivalent. He got banned from the radio on numerous occasions, but he was also a hell of an actor. Um, you'll remember him from potentially Purely Belter. He did that. Any Geordie film in and around that period, he was in. I worked with him on a programme called 55 Degrees North. In series one, I was lucky enough to be cast in a speaking role as a... As a um, uh, a wheel clamper was a comedy role. It was my very first acting part. But in the second series, I shouldn't have been allowed back in. But they cast me as the villain's henchman. And the main man who ran Newcastle was Mike Elliott. And I was his henchman. And I did four out of the six episodes. Mike Elliott was the best actor I've worked with because the guidance that he gave us and the stories that he told us were true. And he was the one who told me that people in the Northeast always get coffin spit parts. We never get seen for the main parts. And it frustrated the hell out of him. And he hated the Geordie Mafia that he called it, of people who wanted to keep all the parts for themselves and not, you know, not give anybody else an opportunity. And that conversation I had with him was in a car at South Shields as we were waiting for Don Gillette, who was the, the lead actor of this particular programme, to get, get his scene right where he was running over a sand dune. We were sitting in the car and he went, I don't know what the hell you're getting involved in this game or son. Really ridiculous. And coffin spit parts, that's all we get up here. And I listened, you see, I never used to talk over people. I'm still the same now. You learn more by keeping your mouth shut and listening than you do by speaking over people. And that was the biggest lesson in acting I ever got from somebody. And it was it was one that I've I'll always be thankful for. And he was a top, top bloke, Mike Elliott. Um was he the best actor? He was good, but he wasn't the best. If, if I've got to say who was the best actor I've worked with um, as a person, it, it, it's a tough one, that, because I've worked with some good actors. Um, Craig Fairbrass is a great professional. I worked with him in Rise of the Foot Soldier. Absolutely superb. I've got to say Eddie Webber is just so natural. And I've worked with him on three occasions. And obviously, I'm going to be working with him on A New Breed of Criminal as well. Um, Luke Goss, on Interview with a Hitman, was superb as well. Really, really good. Consummate professional. Got into the part um, of, of the part that he was playing. With, uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed me, me time on set with him. Um, and Brenda Bleffin, uh, who, of course, plays Vera, because... That was a bit of a nightmare for me. Um, it was a, it was brilliant because I got the part. Um, I cast for Vera five times and didn't get a part. And I got this fifth opportunity. 
Um, and this that's don't think that's any reflection on on my acting. It's just if your face doesn't fit for a part, you don't get it. It's as simple as that. You can do the best audition in the world, but if it's not what they're looking for, you're not going to get the role. Um, but I got this part in Vera, and I learnt my lines. Uh, two, you've, you may well have seen them on my showreel, which which is on my YouTube page. But I, I learnt my lines. I had um, two really good scenes, and my call time was seven o'clock uh, on this morning of the shoot. So I went to bed at half past nine, quarter ten, because I needed to get up at five because of where I had to get up, get ready, and then get across to the the place where we we're filming. And when I woke up the next morning, I got up at five, did me business, had me breakfast, put me phone on, email had come, half past 11 that night. They changed the script. Not just a little bit, but most of it. I couldn't believe it. So I thought, hopefully, that I'd have at least a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes when I got on set to at least go over my script. I looked at the call sheet, though, and it said, you know, cast call, 7 o'clock, um, make up 7.30, on set 7.45. I wasn't going to have time. I had to get my costume on, I had to get makeup on, I had to get on set. So I went through the first part while I was getting ready, and that was fairly easy. Brenda Bleffin and the, the detective come in. Have you seen this person? No, you haven't. Blah blah blah. Dead easy that bit. But the next bit, in the in the passageway, was really difficult to to pick up because they changed it all. So I give it a go. I tried to get it down. I didn't want to go on a set and look completely unprofessional and say, "Look, I've had a bit of an issue here. I only got this." Blah 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 blah. I thought I'll just give it a go. First bit nailed it. Nailed it in two takes. Second bit in the alley in the in the in the corridor. It was just it just wasn't coming. It just wasn't coming at all. You've got all these people standing around. It's your big opportunity on ITV. And you're thinking, these people are just going to think I'm like an amateur, you know. I just wanted the ground to open up. I managed to remain composed on the outside. But on the inside, it was like, oh, God, just felt so embarrassed. But Brenda Bleffin, obviously, was aware that the script had been changed as well. So she went, look, can we just stop there? She went. That script did get changed late last night. I said, so that gave me the opportunity to say, yeah, I says, well, I went to bed at quarter to 10. And I says, the email came at half past 11. I said, I've only had time to look at it this morning. They went, so Brenda said, look, would it do you any good if we had a line run? And then we have like 10, 15 minutes doing a line run. I went, that would be great. So she took us away to one side. We sat down in the cafe where we were filming and we just did a line run backwards and forwards. And that was it. Nailed it. Went in the back, did it. Job done. So, Mr. Anderson, long-winded again, but Brenda Bleffin, probably the best actor that I've worked with because of the time that she gave us to, you know, to, to get it right um, and didn't put the pressure on us. And you know what? Ultimately, my mindset was, God, she's had probably the whole script of the whole episode changed. You know, <laughs> and there's me with this little bit. But yeah, great question. I hope the answer was suitable. Uh, tracks the, uh, like the place I love. Says, tell... Uh, your theme tune, the long sounds, that's correct. Uh, not sure the price of a pint was. I used a card, I would guess around six quid. I think the beers have changed, got Pale Ale and Corona, seemed a decent selection. Oh, well, that's good. That's the new O2 Academy. Has everyone on here read The Gibble Files, John Gibson's book? It's a must read. It is really good. Nice to hear, Steve, mate. Thanks, Davey. 
Mon the Rangers, Glasgow's own, says Brain. Um, I'm a child of the 70s. Northern Soul is going strong at the Fed and St. Dom's as well as Hoochie Coochie in town. It's amazing. Uh, I thought Trippier gave him a telling off or something. John, I haven't heard that, mate, about Isaac. Uh, looking forward to news of the world starting again. Yeah, we'll do. It'll be after we've got after we've got over the, uh, the we've got, got to the end of the filming. Um, Davy Brewis, yeah, you're more than welcome. Um, I'm, I think I think having people on the news of the world thing might be a, a way forward. Do you have any plans to cover the Newcastle's women's teams more on NUFC matters? Not really, Keith. <sighs> At the minute, no. Um, because I don't like to copy other channels. And Young Adam is doing such a, a, a good job doing that. I just think it would be wrong. And I don't have the time to go to the games. And, you know, I, I just don't want to copy other people. I, I've got to be perfectly honest. Um, we reached out as well to the women's team before Adam started covering them and we got we didn't 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 get a knockback, we just didn't just didn't really get the feeling that they wanted any coverage from from our channel. Um maybe it's not the right platform for them, I don't know. But that no is the answer at the moment anyway. It's still crazy the YouTube scene, Steve. Unbelievable. Heg the beg is still at us. Yeah. Honestly, mate, I just cannot believe that that, that is still going on, mate. I really can't. But there are better people out there, more adept and, uh, you know, eager to, to, to do what they need to do. I'm always happy to share stuff um, and, and put stuff uh, out. And I've shared something today. Another another um, snare has been completed by motorsports buggies and that. Anyone catching paedophiles, mate, um, gets my backing. Um, these people are really doing some sterling work. I've got kids myself. I know how dangerous the internet is. And if any of these people are at it and can be caught and handed over to the police, then that is what should happen. Um, but yeah, YouTube is crazy, mate. Did the Angelic Upstart come on dressed in Sunderland shirts at a gig in Newcastle once? I know I know the drummer quite well. And I think they did, mate. I think they did. And I think that was spoke about because I, I, I had they, I did an, an audience with Mr. Nice, Howard Marks, at the O2. And I think Deck, I mentioned that. Yesterday proved Chelsea can be beat. Tell you right. Kelsey says, uh, when I was young, you could usually tell what music someone was into by the clothes they wore, but I don't think that's the same now. Or maybe I'm just too old to tell. Kelsey, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, you know, it's it, it usually haircuts as well, wasn't it? You had the goths and the, you know, the rockers and the, you know, the the metal heads and, and all of that kind of stuff. But you, you're right. Clapping for Sean Musk, says Sean, eradicate the left. I wouldn't eradicate anybody, mate. I, I just think ultimately, mate, you know, from my point of view, um, you know, if you've got politics, fair enough, but don't try and ram it down people's necks, mate. Um, and, and there's too much of that goes on on social media. All the best to everyone. Yes, yeah, same to you, pal. Steve, 80 months ago, can you imagine having 5 nil at 66 to 1 and leaving St. James's Park gutted? It was only four and you entertainers. Rory, God, it's just mental, mate. And I mean, Sharon was in the chat before, you know, Newcastle, Newcastle last. She'll tell you. It's just so it gets the city bounces, man. When when Newcastle's winning, the place is a different. Newcastle's a different place, really is. Um, but yeah, hey, just unbelievable. Twelve months ago, never mind eighteen months ago. Strawberry corner, like the vaccine being dangerous and shouldn't be forced on people. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone's got an opinion about that. I've had four jabs. Strawberry corner, call us mad, but I have. Um, it was all down. It's all down to personal choice, mate. It, it really is. I wouldn't force my views down on anybody in that, but I wouldn't shut people down if they've got the alternative view. I see the pros and cons. Um, 
and you know it's a chemical at the end of the day it's chemicals i've stuck chemicals in this all my life since i started drinking as a kid like you know like most of you drinking a bottle of 2020 and smoking a slide tab around the back of the bike shed um shouldn't have done that either but you know i did so from my perspective strawberry corner it's no different um he's part of the illuminati <laughs> well, maybe he is people say i am as well but i'm not uh, the news is sometimes reduced to drama queen exaggeration these days. It's an extension of showbiz. Uh, Paula Hatz says, right, it's El uh, Elon. I've got to get in contact with about my life ban for Twitter. Don't ban all the trolls, though, Steve. I love Troll of the Week. No, Chris, it, I, I can never ban them all. Um, oh, just about the uh, Angelic Upstarts. One of them had a tune top, one more a Mackham top. Glasses thrown at the Mackham uh, band left the stage after two songs. Yeah, that was the story. That was the story. Fantastic. Is anyone not really bothered about the World Cup? It's quite a few, I think. But I tell you what, if England get knocked out and Brazil are still in, Newcastle fans will all be out buying Brazil tops and supporting them through the... We'll have somebody in the final, I guarantee it. New Order Temptation is probably one of my favourite ever tunes. Davey, they're really good, New Order. Uh, Seahorse is blinded by the sun and love is the law. The best of New Order is my favourite album of all time, says Keith. Stiff little finger, says Sean. Uh, Queen, totally the best band, stood the test of time. Brilliant live, yeah. It was one of the last films I took my mum to see. Was that um, biopic of Freddie Mercury? And yeah, I, I love Queen, mate. Yeah, I love Queen. I think I think a lot of people do. Um, some good stuff. David Bowie, another one who I've who I love. And I've introduced my kids to David Bowie, and they love they love him. Uh, saw Pogues at the Mayfair 86. The doctor from Doctor and the Medics was at the bar. <laughs> That's a great story. Good song is Mother Glasgow by Hugh and Cry. I love it. Yeah, Hugh and Cry were good. Uh, it was just one of the band members, one of the lads was was laden to a flu on one of the performances. He wasn't the best at crack, but um, but they nailed the songs. Like um, They're still looking for Linda, apparently. Oasis always comes across as a poor man's jam. It's an interesting, interesting way of looking at it, uh, but they've still got some great songs. Got hit. From the balcony above with a sharpened coin. My mate found it on the floor. That's not a good thing. Graham, that's near enough blasphemy, mate. Stop. <laughs> Steve in the chat. Big Billy, ho hope you're well. Mon the girls. Uh, ended up in a madness gig at the arena after Newcastle beat the Villa 4-0 at home years ago. Yeah, madness. Brilliant. Brilliant live. Good morning from Brisbane. Jimmy, hope you're well, son. Uh, Get Caught That is a great film, by the way, yeah. Uh, Davy Brewis also says if anyone wants the book of Breed Apart I've got a copy there what I've read and it's free to anyone who wants it that's very kind mate very kind if anybody wants it give them a message put me right in the mood to get the records out well do it yeah get the records out be excellent mate do you ever speak with Tim Healy Jimmy Neil McVicker soundtracks brilliant agree I've got the vinyl album tracks like Waiting for a Friend and White City Lights I speak to uh, Tim Healy um, I did send him the script for the film but it wasn't for him I've met Jimmy Neil. I haven't seen him though uh, since he moved back to the northeast. Good evening, Paul. Did you ever bounce up the road in Glasgow? I've been up there to see Ferris a couple of times, mate. Uh, Paul Ferris. Um, I've never been to a derby though. Never been to a derby. And I've, I used to have a business partner up there as well, uh, Andrew, who's a big Gers fan. Um, but yeah, Paul's Celtic, and I've got a few Gers fans up there as well. So yeah, I've been up, mate. I love it. Fox used to perform some of those Jones when playing with SLF. Yeah, a lot of them do. Life from a Window, Andrew, another good track. Teenage Fan Club, best band to emerge from the 90s. Political Bias, I hope you're well. I haven't seen you in the chat for a while, mate. I hope you're well. The 90s uh, was the start of what I would call slippy wrist music. Some of it was. The Smiths, definitely, in, in some of their tunes. The Clash were good as well. Although I never really got massively into them. 
Uh, British, give us a British supergroup, Steve. Say a five-piece vocals, rhythm, lead, bass, and drummer. Oh God, that's difficult. That really is difficult. Paul, Paul Cook on drums, Bruce Fox on bass, lead guitar, Eric Clapton, vocals, Paul Weller, and rhythm guitar because he can play at Paul Weller as well. Eighties. Definitely, says Political Bias. Dire Straits, love them. Brothers in Arms is a great track. The Verb, Urban Hymns, Diabolical, Liar and Thief. Three top albums in 80s are the best. Era, says Honey Badger. 80s is the best ever. Nirvana, Aneurysm, proper tune. Yeah, that's a good good song, that. All depends on your age. I think 60s and 70s was the best, but that was the best time to be alive, in my opinion. They did do the Reaper. I'll see how far behind I am in the chat now. Uh, Land of Confusion, another good song. Uh, saw Mark Lanigan and Ronnie Spector at the Renette at the Sage cracking an intimate venue, in my opinion. You can buy the live jam album from the City Hall in November 1980. Yeah, I've seen that. It's really, really good. I was disappointed with the production on sound effects. I know what you mean, Sean. Yeah, that's why it's not me. That's why it's not my favourite. Uh, Flash and Blade, get to those phones. Phil Collins, Genesis, is political bias. Seen the stereophonics loads of times as well. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew the drummer quite well, um, Stu Cable, and sadly passed away. So I was quite well in with the band in those early days because I've got some good mates in Wales. Um, but yeah, once once he passed away, that was it. Um, I, I did a scene in 55 Degrees North as a mechanic. Oh, Andrew, I'll have to check that out. I've got the DVD in the house. Mike the Mouth Elliot got finished, didn't he? Uh, sadly, mate, racism, I think it was. And then something else. Mike Elliot picked me up in his taxi a few years ago. He's passed away now, Sean. Sad, sad. Like, I thought you played a good lollipop, man. Yeah, that was a, that was a student film, you know. Um, I loved doing that. That was me and Mickey Cochran. 55 Degrees North was a great show with Don Gillette and Dervia um, Kerwin. It should have had a third series. Yeah, the third series written, didn't get commissioned. Uh, they put all the money into the other version of Casualty. Good old Vera. Thanks for sharing, Steve. Much appreciated. Uh, the acting stuff, no problem. If you could choose an acting role in a previous movie, what would it be? Um, I would like to be... Uh, in the role of one of the characters in the Craze movie, the original Craze, probably, probably the um, like a, a the part of Charlie Craze, maybe I can do a good Cockney accent, but yeah, I, I think that would probably be it. I'd love to do, you know do a remake of Get Carter, but. Probably, you know, remakes are probably best left. But yeah, that was probably that. That would be the answer to that. That's a pro. She was appreciating where you were and what you needed. Yeah, Brenda Blethyn was superb. Vera is excellent. It's amazing how many good actors have been casting it. Yeah, but a lot of them aren't Geordies. There's been some good Geordie roles and given to people from down south. There has been good Geordies in it, of course. Um, do you know Humble's videos are shown from Steve Rape and the mate who's throwing you under a bus? Tick, tick. Um, I've not seen that, to be honest. And... I do know John very well, and he wouldn't throw me under a bus. I've got to be perfectly honest. Um, so I will, uh, you know, I will have a look. But thanks for for putting that across. And I did read it out, so at least you know. My favourite Western is Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he's good. Great show, Q and A's. Thank you. I've had my fourth vaccine. Says Tom. John Wayne is your fave. Um, Moza says uh, I've had all my jabs too. Got to look after me, ninety-two-year-old mum. Ain't putting her at risk. Sorry. Um, I've just had my fourth yesterday, plus the flu jab. Me too, Les. 
Uh, but yesterday's result has helped me feel less ropey. Queen at St. James's Park is the best gig I've ever seen. How's Liam doing? He's doing very well. Um, he's going to come back to the show intermittently, but he's um, not going to be coming back permanently uh, at this moment in time. I'm England mad and usually like a kid at Christmas, but I must admit I'm just not feeling this one. It's because I've got no faith in Southgate. He isn't brave enough. Freddie needs to do the vocals in your band. Uh, do you like Squeeze? Yeah, I do. Up the junction. A uh, couple of songs I like. Uh, they should remake Spender. Spender was class. Who would have won a fight uh, between Lee Duffy uh, versus a polar bear? Honey Badger. I don't know is the answer to that. Actually, Steve, you reminded me on about Northeast Actors. The scene I did in 55 Degrees was with Mark Stobart. Yeah, I did work with him. Um, he was Oz's son and I've been his own pet. And also in Line of Duty. Really nice lad. Yeah, Mark's a top lad. Great actor. Ocean Colour Scene. Steve Craddock, amazing. He was with Weller. Yeah, I've done a few uh, things with that. Charlotte, I'm not, but thanks for commenting. Uh, and UFC man, yes, Mr. Wraith, how's it going? Good to see you, mate. Another win yesterday. We're all very happy. Uh, Steve would be a good actor in Spender. Yeah, it would be, be a good one to remake, wouldn't it? What's your opinion on Ekdekahegi antics the past few months? Jason, I'm sick of the death of the, the, the mention of the guy. I really am. He's a completely irrelevant person in my life. Um, I, I tune in every now and then to see what he's up to, but... <sighs> just don't know why he doesn't just switch his YouTube channels off, you know, for his own mental health. If he's that desperate about mental health, he should maybe, you know, maybe switch his YouTube off and move on, mate. Um, we all know what the truth is and he should move on. We've watched both Papillon films last few days, remake, done it justice, but the original is always the best. Paul, it's, it's, you're right, mate. You're right. It's, sometimes um, originals uh, are probably best left alone. Okay, Humble Dryer is going live at 7.35, so I am going to depart this uh, YouTube platform. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the q and I answered everything um, uh, that I possibly could. Charlotte, don't believe everything you hear on other people's YouTube channels. Um, I never sat on Ronnie's knee, okay? And it's Ronnie Cray, not Ronnie Krause. Correct your spelling, dear. Jason, you're speaking facts there, mate. Your opinion is only a trustworthy one. Thanks very much, Jason. Okay, good night. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I hope you have a good night. I'll let you all get off to watch the Strictly result. <laughs> Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. A big thanks to all our sponsors, starting with Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Uh, thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals, you can find them at 304 Old Durham Road on Gateshead, uh, telephone 0191478273 or email darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk or the website darrenbaldwinfunerals.com. .co.uk. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists. Their website is thegohd.com. And thanks to Three Property Investments, who specialise in sourcing investment properties for their clients who are looking to invest in the Northeast. They offer a full in-house service from sourcing the deals to managing the properties for you. They've done over 100 plus deals in the past 12 months for clients all over the UK. Give the guys a follow on Instagram, matty.patta underscore northeast property and phil.read underscore northeast property or email phil at 3property.co.uk should you be interested in getting a good 
property deal. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. You can order them by going to the website, mrvickys.co.uk, or by calling 01768 210102. Thanks to the guys at Blue Hole Brewery. You can find them at blueholebrewery.co.uk. Got a vast range of beers. They're a new brewery company, uh, and their cans are suitably uh, addressed like the Geordie Juice here in the strips of Newcastle United from the 90s. Big thank you to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things and to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle and the guys who run our website. If you want to subscribe, then hit the subscription button. If you want to hit the likes, then hit the thumb up and please share your uh, social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and the rest goes up 24 hours after the show has finished. If you want to join, well, you can click join underneath the video and become a member for a small fee. If you want to pay the £25 fee and get a cup, a pen, a scarf, a membership card and entry into the monthly draw, then go to the website nufcmatters.com and click membership or use your smartphone on the QR code, which will take you straight there. We also give you a free car sticker. If you're a subscriber, simply email john at nufcmatters.com to claim your free car window sticker today. We also support the food bank on here. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you can find the match day bucket and make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. We still do a lot of events in and around the region. If you want to see Super Mac pre-match and after match, you can go to the Dog and Parrot in Newcastle and uh, hear Malcolm give his views on the uh, game and uh, and listen to what he has to say about his career as well. Always a great afternoon. Kids are welcome. Good food, good beer. And get yourself into Pumphreys. Uh, you can always see John Anderson and John Gibson in there pre-match on the cloth market in Newcastle. A couple of events coming up in 2023, an evening with Peter Beardsley, Friday the 10th of February at St. Dom's Catholic Club. You can get the tickets direct from the venue. And Peter Beardsley is also at the Tyneside Irish Centre on Friday, February the 17th. Tickets available from Woucher for that one. Get yourself on the Woucher, make a cracking Christmas present for any Newcastle fan. Also, an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark and John Beresford, Friday the 2nd of June 2023 at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. Uh, tickets for that are available from www.healandtour.org.uk forward slash events. And if you fancy a Christmas jumper, get the Bruno Christmas jumper from nufcmatters.com. Mm-hmm.